The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It would not surprise me with Leslie Frazier no longer there that Sean McDermott, who began his career in Philly under Jim Johnson, if you would see more blitzing this year. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. I never do that to you guys. I bring it for 30 minutes every episode, every day. We will have the Fantasy Feast podcast today with Joe Dolan, which is huge because we are talking about the rookie wide receivers for fantasy football, especially DraftKings best ball. Yes, we're presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes, just like I love all of you that do something just a little bit extra to help us spread the word about these shows. Maybe you just spread the word via social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. It could be a quote, tweet, a retweet, a comment, a like, a love, a share. I don't care. I see what you do when I reward one person every week with a signed press pass or football card or picture, whatever you'd like. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Look, our sponsors are what make this thing go. Love those of you that take advantage of any of them and email me over at Ross at RossTucker.com. And then the YouTube shout out. Our YouTube just keeps growing faster and faster and faster. Go to YouTube.com slash NFL and just subscribe and make a comment on any video. You'll get a great chance to get a cameo style video from your boy where I give a shout out to whoever you want me to give a shout out to, which is awesome. Almost as awesome as having our guy Greg Cosell on a Wisdom Wednesday. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, I am so fired up for this and have been for the last couple of weeks when we came up with it. We're going to do a, a preview of every division over the next two months so that every fan of every team and really every division has a great feel for what we're thinking about their team heading into the season. Listen, draft is over. Free agency is pretty much over. Uh, we, we're going through OTAs right now. Next thing you know, it'll be training camp. And I love taking the time now 
to just kind of do a little preview of what we think of these teams based on some of the moves they've made this offseason and what we're expecting from them this season. Let's start with the Bills, Greg. Here's what's interesting to me about the Bills. Because I love to see what these teams have done this offseason. They signed Connor McGovern as a free agent to play left guard, the guard from the Cowboys and Penn State. They signed David Edwards from the Rams, another interior O-lineman. They drafted Osiris Torrance from Florida in the second round. And they drafted, of course, they moved up to take Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, in the first round. Greg, three of their four biggest additions, arguably, are interior offensive linemen. I found that very interesting. Well, I think there's two things to me that stand out, Ross. Number one, this was a team a year ago that had the lowest percentage of playing out of 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends on the field, than any team in the league. Less than 4% of their offensive snaps came out of 12 personnel. Now, you don't trade up to draft Dalton Kincaid in the first round to play him five snaps a game. So this team, and, and you can call, I guess, Kincaid whatever you want, but he is a tight end. He's over 240 pounds. So this team, it would make sense that they're going to make a bit of a sea change just in terms of personnel deployment uh, because they also signed Dawson Knox to a relatively strong, I think, four- or five-year deal. So now with Kincaid and Knox, you would think that they'd both be on the field a good amount. The second part of that equation is just what you said about O-line. But part of that is Osiris Torrance. He's a power player. He's not a dancing bear. So that also fits with what they did in free agency in signing Damian Harris and Latavius Murray to go with James Cook. So does this team now believe, based on what they've done in the offseason, that they need to take some of their offensive burden off of Josh Allen? We've discussed for two years, Ross, how you can't ask your quarterback, no matter how gifted or how special, to be Superman every single week. And I want, it just seems to me, based on their moves in the draft and free agency, that they're looking to make, whether it's an incremental change or a sea change, but a change in their offense. Um, awesome stuff all the way around. Greg, one thing that jumps out to me as you say that is, first of all, I know teams do 11 personnel a lot, but you're not nearly as versatile in 11 personnel as you are in 12 personnel because just for the listeners right 12 personnel two tight ends they could both be attached yeah it could be tight end wing they could both be split out so you could be going from two tight ends to four receivers 11 personnel there's just not that many things you can do with it is is the one thing i would mention they're just not nearly as versatile when you do that and the other thing is greg their third receiver last year, whether it's McKenzie or Beasley, they really weren't that great to be a team that was 11 personnel. Like, like if you're going to be 11 personnel, you better have three receivers you feel really good about. And I feel like the Bills last year had like one and a half or one and three quarters, and that yet they were three wide receivers all the time. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that Gabe Davis certainly did not have the year I think they expected. They also signed Trent Sherfield, who 
has been a solid pro, you know, not necessarily a volume target where he's been with the Niners and Dolphins, but a very good player. And it wouldn't surprise me if he gets meaningful snaps. Um, But you're exactly right about tight end usage and deployment within a formation. Kincaid is that kind of tight end. Actually, Knox is too, because he's very athletic. But certainly Kincaid is the kind of tight end that can detach from the formation. Um, And right away, you, you... find out how a defense wants to play you if you line up in 12 personnel with a receiver like Kincaid, who is very versatile within your formation. Defensively, not a lot of changes, Greg. Uh, They'll get Von Miller back. You know, they lost Edmonds, of course, going to Chicago. They didn't really replace him with a veteran. They drafted Dorian Williams in the third round. They had taken Bernard in the third round a year earlier. They still have A.J. Klein there. And then they did sign Puna Ford, but not not a ton of differences on the defensive side of the ball. No, no, and and I think two things there. Number one, uh, Miller obviously hurt them dramatically because they did not get what they hoped for out of a four-man pass rush. Um, It would not surprise me with Leslie Frazier no longer there that Sean McDermott, who began his career in Philly under Jim Johnson, if you would see more blitzing this year. I think I think that's something you will absolutely see. And secondly, in losing Edmonds, I think they made a decision that they didn't necessarily want that kind of linebacker. They wanted more speed in today's game. Dorian Williams out of Tulane, a third-round pick, his tape very much reminded me of someone like Quan Alexander, a little bit lighter, but a more explosive, faster, quicker athlete. And I don't know if he'll end up starting, uh, but obviously I think they made a decision there that they didn't want that big linebacker. They wanted more speed at the linebacker position. But it'll, to me, the number one thing is how will they choose to rush the quarterback? Is Von Miller going to be able to do it and allow them to stay more with a four-man rush? Or now that Sean McDermott likely will have more say in the defense, will you see a lot you know, more pressure in given situations? Let's move on, Greg, to the Miami Dolphins. This is so fun, by the way. This is exactly what I was hoping it would be. Boy, the Dolphins, they're still not done. I mean, even recently, they brought in guys along the offensive line, Isaiah Wynn. Cedric Obwehi, when I look at what they've done offensively, they brought back the running backs, Mostert and Jeff Wilson. They did draft that A-chain, the yep. the uh, lightning little dude from Texas A&M. Other than that, on the offensive line, they just kind of have tried to create more competition, bringing in Feeney and Wynn and Obwehi. Yeah, I mean, I don't think their offense will be significantly different than it was a year ago when Tua was healthy because this was a really, really good offense. You know, we talked all last year about how Mike McDaniel really understands exactly what Tua Tagovailoa's strengths are. He's got a quick drop, quick set. He's a rhythm thrower. He's really accurate in the short to short to intermediate areas. Um, With Hill and Waddle, they use motion as much or more than any team in the league. Those guys get free access off the ball into their routes. It's very difficult to press them when they're uh, coming off motion. Uh, And they get the ball to them quickly, and they utilize their run-after catch abilities, which is high, high level, as we know. It'll be interesting to see what their run game looks like this year. We know what Mike McDaniel's background is. He's often the one who's viewed as sort of the savant when it comes to the zone run game in this league. The Devin A. Chain pick to me was fascinating. He's an explosive back, um, and he's also a very good receiver. Um, So I think their offense 
conceptually won't look a lot different. It'll just be a matter of what the balance is between run and pass, uh, because last year they clearly geared more toward the pass. I think I might be more interested in the Dolphins defensively, Greg. They bring in Jalen Ramsey. Yep. They bring in David Long, and they bring in Vic Fangio to be the D coordinator now. Yeah, and, and you know, everybody just automatically assumes that that means they're going to play split safety. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. I think they start with a lot of split safety. I think that's the Fangio school. You start with split safety, and you can do any number of things, as you know, Ross, when you start with split safety. You can stay in a split safety look. You can go to single high. You can play man. You can play zone. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey is probably thrilled now because I think with Ramsey at one corner and Howard at the other corner, you're probably going to see more man coverage. Um, They have two very good man-to-man corners. And as you know, if you can play man coverage on the back end, that allows you to do more with your pressure concepts. And while Vic Fangio may not be considered a, a high percentage blitz guy, like let's say a Wink Martindale, he does have very, very good pressure schemes. Another player who I think is a really good pickup for them on the defensive side of the ball is David Long, the linebacker from Tennessee. He's been very good the last two years. Not talked about a lot. Uh, You know, not one of those players you think of, but he's a very, very good linebacker with really good speed and quickness. I want to get to the New England Patriots momentarily, but first, how about Labatt Blue Light? It's just so good. We got the hockey and the NBA going on. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Greg, the Patriots, okay? They drafted a bunch of O-linemen. It seems like they always do in the fourth and fifth rounds. Offensively, you know, they did sign Juju Smith-Schuster, um, is probably their most noteworthy signing. What do you think about when you think about Mac Jones working with Bill O'Brien and bringing in Juju? Yeah, I mean, obviously with Mac Jones, your your pass game has to be a certain kind of pass game. At his best and at his core, he's a he's an executor and a ball distributor. That's what Mac Jones is, and there's nothing wrong with that. So what he needs to be able to do, and I just – I hate to use the term system quarterback because people get a certain sense of, of what they think that means. To me, when I say system quarterback, I think that the quarterback has to execute the system. Okay. And, and that's not a pejorative negative term. All quarterbacks do up to a certain point. Clearly, that's the way the position is taught and the passing game is taught. Mac Jones needs to execute the system at at the highest level, snap after snap after snap. Now, obviously, it doesn't quite work that way, but that's what you need to get him to do. Um, Now, they'll have a run game. Stevenson is a solid back. I think you can use him because of his size as kind of a feature back. He probably can carry 250 times if you want him to. Um, So he's that kind of back. They clearly look to upgrade their receiver position with Smith-Schuster. They still have Devontae Parker, who, when healthy, can be a really good player. Um, The guy I'm fascinated to to see, and and I have no idea, Ross, is Kayshawn Booty. Because Kayshawn Booty has a lot of talent. And when he was a freshman, he finished his freshman year at LSU with a 300-yard performance, and he looked like the next guy. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But he's got traits. Um, 
and he's got very good traits, and he could fit very well in the context of this offense because he works extremely well in the short to short to intermediate areas. Uh, the other receiver who I really liked a year ago and unfortunately got hurt, but he does give you a vertical dimension is Tyquan Thornton, um, and he he can run. So this offense, it has to be efficient because that's what Mac Jones is. He's not going to make plays outside of structure. Yeah, and listen, by the way, I mean, that's kind of how Tom Brady's always been too, right? He just executes it so well over and over again. But you're right. He's not – Mac Jones does not have the Josh Allen, Mahomes deal. And then defensively, I I don't – I mean, I thought their corners were already pretty good, and then they drafted Gonzalez in the first round, Keon White in the second round. They got Marte Mapu in the third round. Kind of like some of the guys they got on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, well, the problem with their corners was they had no size. Before they drafted Gonzalez, basically, they were going to start on the outside two guys who were 5'10". And it's very difficult in today's NFL to play that way. And last year, Ross, they played much less cover one, man-to-man coverage with a single high safety than I think Bill Belichick would like to play. Because in the years prior to last year, they had been among the highest percentage cover one defenses in the league. And I think he preferred to play that way. And it's difficult to do that with 5'10", 5'8", 5'9", corners. So Christian Gonzalez, who I thought was as good a man-to-man corner as there was in this draft, they drafted him. And, you know, I think they needed that to play the way Coach Belichick, I believe, wants to play. You know what fascinates me about the Jets, Greg, as you and I talk? Every team we've mentioned, maybe except for the Patriots, they heavily invest in the offensive line. The offensive line is going to be a huge factor. I mean, we mentioned that with the Bills, with those three guys. Mentioned with the Dolphins. If anything held them back last year offensively, it was the O-line. And the Jets, they know it, Greg. I mean, is it fair to say if the Jets get competent offensive tackle play that their offense is going to really – I mean, it'd be hard for me to imagine them not being successful on offense if their tackles can hold up. Well, I would agree with that. Um, And I love Joe Tipman, the center they drafted from Wisconsin in the second round. Um, He was my favorite center in this draft. Um, 6'6", big, athletic, really good prospect in my view. My guess is they would like him to be the starter from day one. We'll see how that plays out. Um, But I think this, obviously, they have Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about him a lot. You know, we don't probably need to spend a lot of time on Aaron Rodgers other than to say he's pretty good. Um, But I think, you know, they'll get Brees Hall back. I think they'll be able to run the ball. Um, Everybody talks about their wide receiver position. I really like their tight end group. I really like Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama. I think that's a solid tight end group, not the best in the league. You know, we're not talking Travis Kelsey here, um, you know, or George Kittle, but I think that's a really solid duo with tight end. They can easily line up and play 12 personnel and be very good, but they certainly can line up and play 11 personnel as well. You know, Mecole Hardman, who they signed from Kansas City, he's not a volume type target, but he can stretch the defense vertically. And you always want to be able to do that as an offense because it creates other opportunities. And you would expect Garrett Wilson to continue to improve. Really good rookie year. Um, Obviously, Lazard's there now, Cobb's there. All these receivers are not going to make the team. So we're going to see who's the odd man or men out because they still have Corey Davis and Denzel Mims as well. But it'll be some really good competition at the receiver position. And, Greg, we already talked about it a little bit on last week's episode, but really defensively 
all they really did was add Will McDonald to what was already a really good defense and a really good D-line, and they added another guy that I know you like and talked about him being a better pass rusher at this stage than Nolan Smith. They will be able to come at you in waves on that side of the ball, and I'm sure they expect to play with a lead and you know, being able to have these guys attack the opposition, they should be very good on that side of the ball again. I would expect that, and I think look for Jermaine Johnson, who was their first round, one of their first round picks a year ago, to really continue to come on. I really liked his tape coming out of Florida State, and and in the amount he played a year ago, he showed well. Uh, McDonald can rush the quarterback; he's bendy, he's flexible, um, and and uh, you know, I think another player who's a really solid player, overlooked a bit, who they signed at the safety position. And I think he's really solid is Chuck Clark from Baltimore. Yeah. You know, he's another one of those guys, you know, not not talked about a lot, but a really solid NFL player. This is a really good defense. Check him out on social media, always at Greg Cosell. We'll either hit up the AFC North or AFC South next week. I am so fired up. This is awesome. This is great for my preparation for the season, going over each team and getting a really good feel for some of their additions. Greg, thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. I appreciate ExpressVPN. You know why? Because it's getting ridiculous with all these streaming services. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, by the way, as it relates to the NFL. But Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Prime, here's all I know. If you're going to be paying for these things, you need to maximize what you can get out of it. And my wife does this all the time now. You can change your online location with ExpressVPN. And so different countries different ip addresses right you can put your different ip address from expressvpn it gives you different options so you don't need to pay extra for certain streaming services because you get extra from the ones you're already paying for through expressvpn i mean some services cost less in other countries if you buy netflix from argentina it's like a fraction of the price At less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN pays for itself and so much more. No-brainer. You want to get way more shows, save money while you're at it, go to expressvpn.com slash Tucker. You got to make sure you use that link to get the extra three months free. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tucker. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker to learn more. Tuck's Takes. All right, Ross, let's start with quarterback Matt Ryan is being hired by CBS, but he is not retiring yet from football. Well, I don't think he's going to ever play football again, but he can't say he's retiring because the Colts still owe him $12 million fully guaranteed. And if he says he's retiring, then they don't have to give him the money. So he's never going to say he's retiring until he gets every dollar of that. Uh, But I would doubt that he would be doing this if he thought he was going to go back and play football this year. A flurry of signings across the league. The Seahawks signed defensive end Mario Edwards. Saints had wide receiver James Washington. Dolphins signed offensive lineman Cedric Obui. Bills signed edge rusher Shane Ray. And the Steelers bring back quarterback Mason Rudolph. I don't know why it gives me joy when you mispronounce a name, but it does a little bit. It does. It, Obwehi. I so you Bowie, see, like Baba Bowie. So I went back. I listened to Goodell when he said it at the 2015 draft, and he said Obui. So that's why I said Obui. So I'm throwing Goodell under the bus here. Wow. Jack, I love that you do the research like that. Um, the Shane Ray story is nuts. He hasn't played since 2019. And he just tried out 
at Bill's minicamp and they signed him. Man, that'd be a cool story. And honestly, Mason Rudolph's a great example, Jack. Totally forgot Mason Rudolph was a person or like wasn't on a team. Like I totally forgot about Mason Rudolph until this happened, until the Steelers re-signed him. The NFL announces that a playoff game will air exclusively on Peacock. Yeah, I think I'm going to make this my Labatt take this week. Presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. So I see a lot of people are up in arms about this. They're outraged by this. I, I, I just, I can't do it. I mean, two huge companies find a way to make money, like film at 11, right? I mean, th- this is the way the world works. We know things are going towards streaming. Comcast clearly realizes they can get a lot of people to sign up for Peacock. And they can even just increase the branding and awareness of Peacock if they pay $110 million for one game. And the NFL realizes we can get $110 million for one game. I mean, this is America. This is how it works. Now, what's cool about it, we have the choice. You have the choice. It's up to you whether you subscribe to Peacock for one playoff game. So rather than complaining about it, just realize this is the way the world works and you have the power to decide what you do from here. I, I'm, I don't I, Do you think it's that big a deal, Jack? Not really, because most, like my cable comes with Peacock. So like, yeah, I but don't you're think Comcast. It's... So a lot of people, it doesn't, right? Like a lot of people, it doesn't. And I get it, but it's like, do you have to watch that one playoff game enough that you're going to subscribe to Peacock? I don't even know how much Peacock costs, but like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like outraged by it. I just feel like this is, this is the way things go. And I'm not really surprised. I am surprised. Some of you have not checked out yesterday's even money podcast with Warren Sharp. Phenomenal, phenomenal talking about the schedule. It's not even about betting. It's about the inequities in the schedule. You got to listen or watch the even money podcast yesterday because it was absolutely awesome. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Except we're not done, because as promised, I like to give shout-outs at the end of every show to some of the listener-owned businesses that you guys have. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and the best anniversary gift, the best Father's Day gift I'm aware of, it's MyFrontPageStory.com. Now we're done, Jack.